listening to Psychology NCERT Class 11th and 12th with Dr. Kavita Bhargav. Welcome back to another episode with me, your host, Dr. Kavita Bhargav, a PhD in psychology, a gold medalist in psychology, and now a trainer for clinical hypnotherapy. In this episode, I am going to talk about therapeutic approaches, therapeutic approaches like psychodynamic therapy, behavior therapy, and cognitive therapy. Questions that you can expect from this episode are Explain the methods of eliciting the nature of intrapsychic conflicts in psychoanalysis. Discuss the modality of treatment in psychoanalysis. Discuss the following behavior therapies like negative reinforcement, aversive conditioning, positive reinforcement, token economy, principle of reciprocal inhibition. How does WOLP? W-O-L-P-E explained treatment of phobias. Write short notes on the following cognitive therapies. Rational emotive therapy. Cognitive therapy by Beck. Cognitive behavior therapy. So, these are the questions that you can expect from this episode. The answers to which will be found in the following for the upcoming discussion. So let's quickly begin with psychodynamic therapy. As all of us are aware that psychodynamic therapies are the most oldest method of psychotherapy that we are aware of. These were given by Sigmund Freud, the famous name. So, Sigmund Freud was the main person who initiated or gave the psychodynamic therapies while his students like Carl Jung they modified it and called it as analytical psychotherapy. Freud believed that the main issues lie in the structure of psyche, conflicts between these structures and the source of distress. How do we elicit the nature of intrapsychic conflict? Is through the free association and dream analysis. Now let's understand these concepts in detail. Starting with method of eliciting the nature of intrapsychic conflict. So psychoanalysis has invented free association and dream interpretation as two important methods for eliciting the intrapsychic conflicts. What happens in free association method, which is the main method, is that the therapist tries to understand the problem of the client. Once a therapeutic relationship is established and the client feels comfortable, the therapist makes the client to lie down on a couch, the client closes his eyes and the therapist asks him or her to speak whatever is coming to the mind. Without censoring any information, whichever is there in the mind of the client. 
so in this manner the client is encouraged to freely associate one thought with another and then with another and this method is called the free association as if you know you take a pen and paper and you start writing whatever comes to your mind that is free association but then here a therapist is present who is sitting at the back of your couch and you are freely talking it all out aloud but this would only happen when there is a very strong trust between the therapist and the client the censoring super ego and the watchful ego are kept in abeyance as the client speaks whatever comes to the mind in an atmosphere that is relaxed and very trusting so there is no conflict between the super ego and the ego that is watching the id talking now so all the desires or whatever you know if you start talking freely and without censoring any information then whatever is there in your subconscious would come up and what is there in the subconscious is your deepest desires the subject matter of it so that would come up the therapist does not interpret at this moment and does not even interrupt the conversation that you are having out aloud with your own self because here it is that we get to know the desires and the conflict of the unconscious mind that was suppressed by the ego but now it is emerging into the conscious mind so this is something which can be a free uncensored verbal narrative of the client a window through which the client's unconscious is brought into awareness or we get the access of the unconscious along with this technique the client is also asked to write down the dreams upon waking up so as soon as you wake up you are asked to write the dreams the psychoanalyst then looks upon the dreams as the symbol of unfulfilled desires that were present in the unconscious mind now suppose there is something that i wanted in my life and i didn't get so i would press it deep down this would be pressed inside by the ego the ego would then make sure that i don't remember all these unconscious desires when i grow up in life but then when free association happens this is easily coming out through the uncensored free association along with that the dreams whatever symbols are there they would also represent the same the unfulfilled desires and wishes now what the psychoanalyst does is he interprets it according to the accepted convention of translation as the indicators of unfulfilled desires and conflict so whatever free association or the words that you said or the dreams that you write and give to the therapist the therapist now interprets it for you this is the method of eliciting the intrapsychic conflict and its nature what exactly is happening inside the mind of the person or the psyche of the person the modality of treatment in psycho dynamic theory therapy let's understand what do we do here generally transference and interpretation are the means of treating the patient when the unconscious forces are brought about in the conscious mind through free association and dream interpretation the therapist now 
becomes an identified authority figure of the past usually it is the childhood like for example if there happened something with my mother and father in my past in my childhood all those things will be hidden but now when i have talked it out aloud and also the dreams are there in front now the client starts identifying the therapist as that father who was punitive or that mother who may have or whom the client felt neglected him in the childhood now the therapist plays that role so it's a transference that client is seeing that parent figure in the therapist and as the consequence of this transference the client is now encouraged to talk it out whatever conscious unconscious conflicts that are there in the client's mind to talk it out or take it out upon the therapist the therapist has to be very patient and calm in this situation the client acts out his anger frustration fear depression that has been there in his mind over all these years which he could not express but suppressed it so the therapist is a kind of substitute of the person in the present the person here refers to the person with whom this client had any conflict this stage is called transference neurosis a full blown transference neurosis is helpful in making the therapist aware of the nature of intrapsychic conflicts suffered by the client now transference neurosis this may happen in two types it can be positive transference where the client idolizes you or falls in love with you as a therapist and also starts seeking approval for everything or it can also be negative transference that suggests a kind of hostility anger and resentment towards the therapist but be very clear it is towards the identified parent not towards the therapist in general because at this moment the therapist is playing the role of that person with whom the client had an issue after transference when this is ongoing then a stage of resistance may come up resistance is what it is something where the client either consciously resists talking out about his presenting issues or deliberately not telling you important informations rather hiding it while conscious resistance is something which the client is knowingly doing unconscious resistance is something which is happening on its own through the subconscious mind the client here may remain silent during therapy sessions he may be not recalling trivial information he may also miss out appointments and may also come up late for the therapy sessions the therapist overcomes or helps the client to overcome the resistance by continuously confronting the patient or the client about it and also by uncovering the emotions such as anxiety fear or shame which may be associated with it which may be also causing the resistance so confrontation and clarification are the two techniques through which interpretation happens so after the resistance is over then a simultaneous process 
would be interpretation and in these two confrontation and clarification plays an important role in confrontation the therapist points out to the client an aspect of his or her psyche that may be faced by the client while in clarification the therapist brings a vague or confusing event into the sharp focus of the client this is done by separating and highlighting information which is important that gives us important details about the events from the unimportant ones so this is something which came up right but this is something which is presenting this may not be important to you but it has an important information behind it so the interpretation is the most subtle process here it is considered to be the pinnacle of psychoanalysis or most important aspect of psychoanalysis the therapist uses the unconscious material that has been uncovered in the process of free association dream interpretation transference and resistance to make now the client aware of the psychic content and conflicts which was there in the mind the unconscious mind interpretation can focus on intrapsychic conflict or on deprivation suffered in childhood this would clearly now bring about to the awareness of what exactly is happening and how a person has molded or shaped his behavior into the present personality or the behavior the repeated process of using confrontation clarification and interpretation is known as working through a one mark question often comes upon working through so the answer should be the repeated process of using confrontation clarification and interpretation is known as working through working through helps the patient to understand himself or herself and the source of the problem and to integrate the uncovered material into the ego ego is the reality so it which was hidden initially through this process of working through now comes into the awareness of the client when it comes into the awareness of the client it is now finally integrated into the ego which is the reality principle the outcome of working through is the insight so insight is a gradual process it doesn't happen immediately it takes time it takes repeated sessions if it is the cognitive mind and you're working through psychoanalysis then it would definitely take a number of sessions these unconscious events and memories are re-experienced in transference and work through which is why now the insight is developed as this process continues the client starts to understand his real trauma or real issue better at the intellectual and emotional level and gains the insight into the conflicts and the problems the intellectual understanding is the intellectual insight while the emotional understanding leads to acceptance of one's irrational reaction to the unpleasant events of the past and the willingness to change emotionally as well as making the change is called emotional insight once you are aware of it and now are willing to change then it is called emotional insight once the insight is developed in the person then that is the end point of psychoanalysis or the therapies the client has now gained a new understanding about himself 
In turn, the conflicts of the past, defense mechanisms and the physical symptoms are no longer present. When they are no longer present, the client is now finally a healthy person and psychoanalysis can be terminated at this stage. The duration of treatment for psychoanalysis is like several years. One hour session for four to five days per week. It is an intense treatment. You cannot afford to skip the sessions. But then a resistance may come up which I suggested how the therapist needs to deal with it. Stage 1 is the initial phase where the client becomes familiar with the routine and establishes a therapeutic relationship with the analyst and gets some relief with the process of recollecting the superficial materials from the subconscious mind about the present and the past troublesome events. Stage 2 of this psychoanalysis is the middle phase which is a longer process. Here, all the processes like transference, resistance on the part of the client and confrontation and clarification are followed which we call as working through. This middle phase finally leads to the insight which is the onset of the third phase. The third phase is the termination phase wherein the relationship with the analyst is dissolved and the client prepares to leave the therapy. So psychotherapies in psychodynamics or psychoanalysis happen in these three phases. Initial phase, middle phase and the third phase which is the final phase, the termination phase. I hope you understood the concept. If not, you can leave a message in the Facebook group for the study group purpose that we have created. The link for that group is in the description of this episode. Now let's start the behavior therapy. So behavior therapy is something that proposes that the diseases or the distress comes from faulty learning behavioral patterns or thought patterns. So, behavior and thoughts of the client in the present situation decides what mode of therapy or treatment should be taken up to help the client. They believe that it is not relevant to go to the past event each and every time. So, they would look at the present situation, the factors that are leading to that situation and then deal from there. If you look at behavior therapy, then it itself is a huge therapy. It includes a lot many interventions, a large set of specific techniques and interventions. It is not just one theory which is applied to everything irrespective of the issue of the client. So, if there is a person who has anxiety, then a different mode of treatment would be applied. If the person has fear, then something else would be applied. If a person is facing anger issues, then something else would be applied. A depressed client would be treated differently from all these kind of patients. So, the foundation of behavior therapy is on formulating dysfunctional or faulty behaviors. The factors which reinforce and maintain these behaviors and then devising methods by which they can be changed. So firstly, they would identify what exact issue it is that the client is facing. Then they would look into the maintaining factors for these issues. Finally, they would devise techniques to change the same. 
when we look at the method of treatment then interview is something which forms the basic of behavior therapy in the interview the malfunctioning behaviors are identified along with the antecedent factors and the maintaining factors malfunctioning behaviors are those behaviors which cause distress to the client while antecedent factors are those factors that are causing the issue that means something which is predisposed if the predisposition is there in the person then the person would definitely indulge in that particular behavior like something which is the cause of the present issue maintaining factors are those factors which lead to the persistence of this faulty behavior if we take up an example then suppose there is this boy who is into smoking if this person comes to the therapist then the therapist would first interview the client and also the family members whoever comes along with the client in this interview he would find out what were the factors which initially led to smoking like this person started smoking when he had some kind of examination anxiety and then he smoked when he smoked it gave him the relief the relief becomes the maintaining factor for him to continue smoking now so client acquired the operant response of smoking which is maintained by reinforcing the value of relief from anxiety like anxiety hui smoking kiya release hua presenting problem is smoking what led to smoking is anxiety what is the outcome of smoking is relief now relief becomes maintaining factor which is why the person is continuing to smoke anxiety is something that caused smoking to happen so once the faulty behaviors that cause the distress when they when it is identified then the treatment package becomes easy what has to be done how it has to be eliminated or removed from that person's behavior when we talk about antecedent operations then antecedent operations control behavior by changing something that precedes such a behavior the change can be done by increasing or decreasing the reinforcing value of a particular con- consequence this is called establishing operations so once all these factors are analyzed or figured out or identified by the therapist that has led to the distress in the person then the mode of treatment is chosen the therapist changes or extinguishes the faulty behaviors and substitutes the same with the new behavior or adaptive behavior patterns by establishing antecedent operations and consequent operations and as i mentioned earlier the change can be done by increasing or decreasing the reinforcing value of a particular consequence this is called establishing operations for example there is a child and who doesn't feel like eating dinner properly now what can we do here is the problem is he is not eating the dinner part so when the snacks are given maybe in the evening then less of food will be offered this way when the dinner would come he would like to eat more when the person eats more the child eats more of dinner and properly and doesn't do the nakras then we can praise the child simple as that coming to the behavioral techniques that i used here then we can state that there are number of techniques that are available for changing the behavior 
so the behavior can be altered through either classical conditioning operant conditioning with different contingencies of reinforcements as well as vicarious learning procedures if required negative reinforcement and aversive conditioning these are two major techniques in behavior modification what is negative reinforcement as all of us know something like the punitive behavior or painful behavior if someone do, does something to you which is not acceptable then you either stop talking to the other person or if a child is there the parents give a slap to the person or doesn't give him what he likes this is negative reinforcement while aversive conditioning refers to repeated association of undesired response with an aversive consequence something that the person would not want to have for example if there is a drug addict then each time he is smelling the drugs then before that a shock will be given and then ask the person to smell the drug and do this repeatedly once the pairing of the shock and the drug smell would happen the aversion would automatically begin so you know we take drugs to go to a place which is um, peaceful which is a faulty coping mechanism but if you want to leave the drugs then add on something which you won't like to happen in your life like in this example we paired the drug with a mild shock what is positive reinforcement it is very simple the rewards that follow if the child does something good then the mother prepares his favorite dish or if the homework is finished on time then the child is given what he likes to do or what he likes to eat there is another technique called token economy and this is a very beautiful one it's like keep tokens decide with the child okay this is what we expect from you and in this time this should happen if you do this and follow it nicely then one token will be given to you token you can pick plastic currency we, we used to have it when uh, we were kids there were games in which we utilize them so one token for the act done properly keep adding on such task and keep giving the tokens to the child once the child collects 10 tokens then whatever the child wants he can get that so a beautiful way of doing it you know if you can also set the rules like if the child doesn't follow the instructions and doesn't do what is expected out of him then one token each time would be taken away so this way the 10 tokens will not be finished so now the child can keep playing like you know from the morning you have to brush your teeth on time you have to get ready at this time sit for studies at this time if you follow all these things one one token each if you don't get up on time one token removed taken away from you so this way 10 tokens when you have then you get the reward that's token economy in this way it's a beautiful way where the unwanted behaviors can be removed and wanted behaviors behaviors that you expect from the child they can be learned this can also be done through differential reinforcement at times you can give positive reinforcement at times give the person negative reinforcement so both combination and permutation is possible and this would lead to quicker results like there is a behavior that you don't like in the child the child sulks and cries for going to friend's place and you don't want this sulking to happen so just ignore and avoid the sulking if the child is quiet and she request then you go ahead and do it so that's positive reinforcement negative is you avoiding the child for the sulking behavior There are many people who at the age of uh, 50 years 40 years if they want to gain the attention of their uh, close ones they would fall sick and in this situation if you are giving the attention to that person then they would often fall sick to gain the attention 
the best idea is do not give the attention then rather when the person is happy or has done something better then you give the attention that's differential reinforcement so now let's talk about fear and phobia how we can manage that if you've heard of fear and phobia episode in chapter 4 then you would be clear about what is fear and what is phobia fear is something which is rational while phobia is something which is irrational both can be dealt with systematic desensitization as given by wolp so what is this technique in this technique the client is first interviewed to elicit the fear provoking situations and together with the client the therapist prepares a hierarchy of anxiety provoking stimuli with the least provoking anxiety provoking stimuli at the bottom of the hierarchy like for example there is a person who has a strong fear of dogs or dogs with fur then the interview would happen the therapist would understand okay the highest degree of fear is when the person touches the dog or the dog comes to the person to get pampered or just the touch thing that's the highest anxiety provoking situation and the minimum anxiety provoking situation would be when the person sees a photograph of the dog so now here a series of steps would follow for example first the photograph of the dog would be shown then the therapist will ask you do you feel anxiety or are you relaxed i am relaxed okay then next step the therapist will show you the dog from a distance yes then you go back to the first step breathe in breathe out relaxation techniques and then the next step again can you now see the dog from a distance yes then in the next step what will be done is you'll be brought near to the gate of the dog in which the dog is inside so that gate will be shown like this step by step the therapist will help you how to now finally experience the touch without taking any anxiety that's how the fear and phobias are managed systematically this method is called systematic desensitization systematic desensitization works upon the principle of reciprocal inhibition what is reciprocal inhibition there is a presence of two mutually opposing forces at the same time inhibits the weaker force like relaxation is first build up and mild anxiety situation is provoked or made to be imagined and then anxiety is overcome by relaxation so two opposing sides relaxation and anxiety so that's reciprocal inhibition modeling is another procedure in behavior therapy wherein the client learns to behave in a certain way by observing the behavior of a role model or a therapist who initially acts as the role model so this is also called vicarious learning learning by observing others through a process of reward rewarding small changes in the behavior the client gradually learns to acquire the behavior of that model so number of techniques i have discussed with behavior therapy part i guess this exceeds the limit of the session because the next topic is cognitive therapy i wanted to cover it in this episode but somehow i don't want you to have a lot of information and get bogged down with this information so i'll be picking up cognitive therapy from the next session so looking forward to your feed forwards so if you like this episode please feel free to share it with your friends and family it would be beneficial for them in their day to day routine day to day life once we are aware of certain things we can always choose a therapist 
which are right ones for us also this would enhance your knowledge of psychology and your examinations would be covered beautifully because i'm mostly focusing upon the keywords so let me just give a quick recap to the two therapies that we've studied in today's session The first is the psychodynamic therapy which is given by Sigmund Freud. Carl Jung is the student of Sigmund Freud who modified psychodynamic therapy and called it analytical psychotherapy. The main issues that psychodynamic therapy focuses upon is the structure of psyche, conflicts between these structures and sources of distress. How do we elicit the intrapsychic conflict? That is via free association and dream analysis method of treatment in psychodynamic therapy follows transference transference neurosis positive transference negative transference the conscious resistance happens when the client sees that his desires are now coming up and there is also unconscious resistance that happens The therapist when sees the resistance happening in the client then he tries to overcome it via confrontation and clarification also interpretation follows the same when interpretation and confrontation clarifications happen repeatedly this process is called working through working through leads to insight in the person which gives conscious awareness to the person conscious awareness intellectual insight and emotional insight together the termination happens when the insight is gained in the person because now the person sees life from new understanding the defense mechanisms physical symptoms no longer exist and the client is psychologically healthy they also believe that faulty behavior is maintained and reinforced time and again hence the shift happens in the personality of the person or the behavior of the person theories of learning are included in this therapy this leads to change in faulty behaviors the method of treatment includes interviews malfunctioning behaviors antecedent factors and maintaining factors the interview comprises of these three antecedent operations is something which means changing something that happens before the faulty behavior establishing operations value of reinforcement is either increased or decreased antecedent operations and consequent operations are established and that leads to the changes in the behavior behavioral techniques of behavior modification include negative reinforcement aversive conditioning positive reinforcement token economy differential reinforcement which is a combination of positive and negative reinforcement systematic desensitization as given by wolp it works with the principle of reciprocal inhibition we also learn through modeling which is another name for vicarious learning so with this we finish the episode please like share and subscribe to the episode each wednesday is my day for the release of next episode so looking forward to you in the next episode we will start with cognitive therapy follow me on instagram for the live sessions and you can also watch certain videos of mine on youtube so looking forward to have you in the study group on facebook the link to the same is given in the description of this episode so happy learning happy healing sayonara